Paul Ciampanelli. And I'm Kirk Pinchon. This is the podcast where we pick a music-related topic, then we watch video clips about that topic, and if you go to musicraygun.com, you can check out our video playlist to watch all the clips we talk about. Right, Kirk? Uh-huh. Kirk? Uh-huh. We've talked about Minneapolis. Yeah. Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. My home state of Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Your home region of Northeast Ohio. Yeah. Uh, Detroit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. like doing episodes about cities. Yeah, we and do. The, and the musicians who come from those cities. That's right. So we're going to do another one. Yeah. What city? Where all the Philly steaks you can eat. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a huge musical city to the point where we both had a lot of difficulty narrowing down what video. This we was, about. as I told Paul, yeah. the hardest episode to date. For, this, really, this was the most difficult. This was one the for you. most difficult where I was like, oh, I could put that. Oh, well, you know, I could put that. Yeah. I'll take this. I took stuff out, I put stuff back in. There was some stuff that I was like, well, that's too obvious. I'm not going to put it in. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of that. And there's a lot of like, I know I didn't put this in and I should have, but I didn't. Yeah. And let's We can be right up front with the fact that the main reason for that is because of the Philly soul sound. Exactly. Yeah. Soul music comes from Philadelphia. It does. A lot of great soul music. It's too much. Too much. Yeah. yeah. We had to leave a lot of the country. We, we could have just done a Philly soul episode. We could have. But we're doing an all Philadelphia episode. So there is going to be some Philly soul. There's going to be some other stuff, too. Yeah. Maybe a couple of surprises. Ooh, I like surprises. But let's kick it off with the ultimate Philadelphia soul sound anthem. Yes. The Sound of Philadelphia. Literally, the sound of... T-S-O-P. T-S-O-P. The Sound of Philadelphia. Yes. By MFSB. Which stands for? Mother, Father, Sister, Brother. Now, that does not sound like a backronym. No. Because the acronym doesn't make any sense. It's no sense. Yeah. None. like... T-Sop by Mufsip? Mufsip? Yeah. Yes. And everyone knows the song because it is the theme song to Soul Train. The theme song to Soul Train. Yes. Which is interesting because Soul Train was always located in L.A. Yeah. Its first year it started in Chicago. Chicago because I know that Don Cornelius is from Chicago. Yes. And then the like literally the minute they syndicated it, which was like after the first or second year, yeah. he's like, moved to L.A. LA. Yeah. We're in L.A. So, really, the Philly Soul Sat, like, there's no actual Philadelphia connection to Soul Train. No. But the irony is that Soul Train was clearly inspired by American Bandstand. Yes. Which does have its roots in Philadelphia. Which started that, in Philadelphia. That show started in Philly. Yes. And has no soul. <laughs> <laughs> the irony is yeah. delicious. It's extremely... Uh, yeah, okay, well, let's just watch this clip, because this clip that you picked is perfect. Yes. Uh, please describe it. It is literally just the song and the Soul Train dance line. Yeah. So, someone on YouTube took Soul Train line footage and yep. put it to the sound of Philadelphia. Yes. And it's a great song and uh, it's a wonderful Soul Train line. Yes. Oh, just right there. If, if all YouTube was was people putting music to <laughs> footage of Soul Train lines, oh my God. I'd be fine with it. They would call it Kirk Tube. Yeah. So good. Yeah. 1974. Yes. Now, what I heard, this is from uh, Philly, the, produced by um, Gamble and Hawk, yeah. who are the two big producers of the Philly Sound, the Philly Soul. And uh, they made this for Soul Train. Yes. They made it for Soul Train. Oh, there it is. This is the Soul Train dance line. So they made it for Soul Train, and 
they were like, hey, this is a good song. Yeah. We want to release it as a single. Yep. And Don Cornelius was like, sure, but you can't call it Soul Train. Yeah. So, which apparently... And it doesn't have any lyrics about no, Soul Train. because in the, in, the, in the song uh, yeah. for the show, you hear Soul Train, Soul Train, and he's yeah. like, you got to take that out, and you can't call it that. And so yeah. they're like, okay, we'll call it The Sound of Philadelphia. Yeah. And apparently years later... Don Cornelius was like, I fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah. I, I should have. Because he was being protective of his brand, yeah. Yeah. which is a good instinct, but. Yes. It's, it's, if the song is a hit, it's free advertising. Yeah. And, and good, it was a hit. It was a huge hit. hit. And good for him for going, yeah, I should have done that. Yeah. Big mistake. Yeah. Uh, and that's why he killed himself. <laughs> and it was never seen from again. Yeah. That was, that was dark. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Darkness for himself. I have Cornelius. nothing but respect for Don Cornelius. Yeah. You know? uh, he's, he's one of my heroes. And you know who else is my hero is everyone dancing. <laughs> Every in dancer in this Soul Train dance. Yeah. These are all, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, this is like a six minute video of literally just Soul Train line. Yeah. So we don't have to watch all of it. And the song is literally just this song. Yeah. Um, but this is all real early Soul Train. This is, I don't even think this is like. Well, the person who put it together stacked the first half of their compilation with 70s Soul Train yeah. dancers and the back half with 80s Soul Train Oh, there you go. Like, they didn't mix them up. It's yeah. Very yeah. clear divide, but... But it is funny, because you're like, the whole idea that this is a song from Philadelphia, about Philadelphia. It sounds like it's from Philadelphia. Yeah. But it's a show in L.A. Yeah. With roots in with Chicago. roots in Chicago. Yep. It is fascinating. Um, but yeah, Gamble and Huff were like the big producers, and like they produced for like the O.J.'s and... All those big uh, late 60s, early 70s uh, soul artists. And the three... De- what was the big hit for the three degrees? I... Did I, When Will I See You Again? No. Is it? Uh, when Will I See You Again? Is that it? Is that them? I'm not just going to look it up. But they, I think... Because they, they do the vocals. They're they not the vocals. MFSB, yeah. no, but they do the vocals on this track. Yeah. But they did this before they had any hits of their own. That is correct. Yeah. This is like their big breakthrough. That's them. Yep. All right, now we're moving into the '80s footage. Oh, we're getting real. Where it gets way more costumey. Yes, a little more. We want to be famous. Yeah. Yeah, that's what's great about '70s Soul Train. It's like, you know, it's a Soul Train line, so it's about having a move and having a look and being spotlighted. But it's not as sort of desperate for. Like TV time. Yes, it's like I'm going to be famous from this. Yeah, the 80s yes. era was. Exactly. Yeah. 3D Degrees did do one while I see you again. Right, right, right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just a long extended disco jam. And by the way, I'm not saying I dislike 80s Soul Train. It's equally awesome and in some ways superior. But but I like the homemade vibe, the friendlier yes. like. The 70s Soul Train, it's almost, it feels like everyone there is friends and they're all hanging out and they just be partying anyway. Yeah. And in the 80s, it feels like everyone's there for themselves and like they're each individually going to get famous yes. off of it. Well, you just described the difference between the, the 70s, 70s and the, the 80s. 80s. Yes, yes. yes. But, but yeah. I mean, that's very true. Right. You know, it got it got a little less, it got a little more slick as the years went on. Yeah. It became a little less, you know, homegrown. Less earth tones. Yes. <laughs> I mean, for sure. the Soul Train... 
was the first show I ever remember seeing as a child. Yeah. This is the first thing I ever just remember on TV. Remember seeing on Saturday mornings. It's like so that's why it's always had a bit of influence on me. Yeah. And I watched it all through the eighties. By the time I was, you know, an adult and also in college I never I never TV in college and then yeah. when it's I became an adult I didn't have time to watch it. But, yeah. but they changed this they changed the uh, theme song in the eighties to a very 80s song by this soul singer named O'Brien. Well, you gotta keep up. You gotta keep up. Yeah. And it's pretty good, but it's not this. It's not as iconic. This is great. Yeah. They've shown the album cover for the album this comes from a couple times, and it's metal as fuck. Oh, yeah, it is. The it skull really is. above the mushroom cloud, yeah. and it's wearing the army helmet. Like, yeah. And that, is, that album cover is awesome. It does not look like it contains the music that it contains. No, it does not. Yeah. And I don't know any other music from FM. <coughs> MFSB. Yeah. None. And again... Even the song, even the you know F M S F. God damn it, M F S B. It's a terrible band. Name. Terrible band yeah. name. But I'm like, oh, that could be a metal name. Yeah, that could be just. It could, some, could stand for anything. Yeah, motherfucking motherfucking Soul Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> which that's probably what it really was, which is why they had to abbreviate it. <laughs> they just said it stands for mother, father, sister, brother. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're good guys. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, of course, uh, you were like, we don't have to watch the whole thing. I wasn't <laughs> not going to watch like, the whole uh, Yeah, we do. It could go on for 12 more minutes. That's right. Happy. And we have to, had to open with it. Yeah, but we're going to change gears mm-hmm. real hard right now to a real quintessential Paul pick. A uh, band called The Dead Milkman. I know The Dead Milkman. You should know The Dead Milkman. Because I have uh, good friends who love The Dead Milkman, and I have a wife who likes The Dead Milkman. I uh, don't go to see a lot of shows, as you know. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of live music. Yeah. But I saw them at the Troubadour just about four years ago. Oh. One of the best shows I've ever seen Was in my it, life. okay, original members? Mm-hmm. So no one had died? Well, or... no, the bass player's dead. Oh, the bass player's dead, okay. Yeah, the original bass player is dead. He died, I don't know, within the last 10 years, I think. He killed himself. Ooh. Yeah. Was it a reunion thing, or they'd always kind of been together? Oh, they've always kind of been Oh, that's together. cool. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Uh, they're great. And the clip that I almost showed was, you know the song Punk Rock Girl, which is their sort of big radio hit in 1988? They, I know it by name. So because they had a radio hit in 1988, they played it on Club MTV. They did? Yes. Wow. So there's a clip of downtown Julie Brown saying, Wubba, 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 here's the dead milkman. And then they play Punk Rock Girl and all the Club MTV kids start moshing. And it's wild. But they didn't play it live. It's it's uh, bandstand style, so it's just a lip sync. Yeah. So for any listeners to our show, they'd just be hearing Punk Rock Girl. And I'm like, ah, everyone knows Punk yeah. Rock Girl. So I found a cool clip. Um, they're going to do... Bitch and Camaro, which is their other sort of. Oh, really I know well-known. Bitch and Camaro. Yeah, of course you know Bitch and yes. Camaro. But for anyone who doesn't know Bitch and Camaro, what you need to know about Bitch and Camaro is the song is the song itself is only about thirty seconds long, mm-hmm. but it has like a five minute lead in, which is just a conversation between Rodney and Joe, the two like front mm-hmm. men, where they're just talking back and forth in their obnoxious Philly accents, <laughs> which are genuine because they're extremely Philly. Yeah, but uh, when they do it live. That spoken word part is just basically an excuse for Rodney to just sort of monologue to the audience for whatever's on his mind mm. for, you know, five to ten minutes and just chat while the bass player vamps and that do 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 And he just talks. Yeah. Like I said, I saw him four years ago. He's in his 50s. And I'm like, 
I mean, they're old punks. They're going to be a little slow. Ronnie is still the most hyperactive person you've ever seen uh-huh. at, in his mid-50s. Jumping nice. all around the stage, giving you a punk show. And when he's doing his pre-Bitch and Camaro spoken word bit, mm-hmm. he's still just like, this guy has more energy than <laughs> I do. Um, but I set that up to set this up because we're going to watch them do Bitch and Camaro. So... Uh, he's going to talk for two minutes about Halloween because they recorded this show close to Halloween. Yeah. This is a live performance in Philly uh, just a couple years ago. This oh, is wow. 2017, I think. Oh, good for them. 2016. Uh, performed September 30th, 2016 at the Laurel Hill Cemetery in Philadelphia. Hmm. So in the original recording and in every live performance, he talks about whatever... And then he finds an excuse to ask Joe, like, oh, so, like, what kind of car do you drive? <laughs> and then Joe says, I've got a bitchin' Camaro. Yes. And they go into the People song. lose their minds. Yes, people lose their minds. But people are expecting this. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. they're not, they're never not going to do bitchin' Camaro. Something said, oh, it's too far away to talk about. Too far, too far off in the distance. But I need to talk about it because there's a war on a certain holiday. And I just want to talk about there's a war on Halloween. So we're on Halloween, sir. So we're on Halloween. Halloween is supposed to be fucking scary. Okay? Like he's just doing the like, was that the twelve bar blues bass line? Yeah. Just don't. If your child wants to dress up like when I saw, you guys saw the latest like Avengers film, right? Spider Man wasn't wearing a big coat over. I didn't understand it. But every time I see Spider Man, he's got a big coat. Parents don't put the coat over the child, okay? Rodney's got a bug up his butt. His parents are making their kids wear coats over their costumes. Come on, man. That's not Halloween. That's what happens when you're from the East Coast, though, because it's cold at the end of October. Cold as fuck. Yeah. That's scary. Take it to the scary house and nobody's wondering what's scary. I love that, like, the crowd is, like, loving this, but they also yeah. know this is a lead, this is a vamp into. Yeah. So they're both, like, enjoying this and going, it's happening. Yeah. It's happening. And who knows how long he's going to. He's like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> like, he's yeah. just got that. Yeah. It just runs at the mouth, but it's entertaining. Yeah. But it's just manic all the time. Does... I, I don't want to step on anything here, but I do yeah. have a question. Does punk have a, 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 a pretty big scene in Philly that you know of? Not, not especially. Was the Dead Milkman the biggest punk band? Probably, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's going to wrap it up. He's only going to talk... Who knows how long he's, he was talking before the person <laughs> in the audience who took this footage took their phone out, but... Is he a keyboard player? Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, mostly he doesn't... I mean, yes, he plays keyboards, but mostly he jumps around the stage and sings. Okay. Halloween is like our fucked up people. That's our present for the rest of the world. And they should take our presents. It's just so funny because it's like nerd rock right now. I mean, they're pretty, they're punk, but they're sort of, I don't want to say novelty because that's reductive, but yeah. they were always sort of a funny There was band. no sense of humor about that. Yeah, like Ween almost. Oh, you know? okay. Like, they're good and they're not a joke band, but they're definitely funny. Yeah, because you never know with a name like the Dead Milkman. Funny thing about that name, because uh-huh. it sounds wacky. It's from no, a, to me it sounds like, oh, that could be. It's from a Toni Morrison novel. In, oh, is it? In Song of Solomon, there's a character oh. named Milkman Dead. And that's where they go. Oh, these guys are smart. <laughs> Smarty pants over yeah. here. But they're about to go into it. That's why I paused. There's two holidays. Halloween, get ready for Halloween. And that's why we're playing so much. Because it's time to 
start getting fucking red cards. If you want to bring me a present, you can bring me a new keyboard controller. This one's kind of messed up. I like this keyboard controller. It, it, people from Japan, it's red and sparkly. It's like a hot wheel. <laughs> what kind of what kind of hot wheels? Yo, if this is for a car. What kind of, yeah, but we're hot wheels. Like a car, yeah. Like what kind of car would this be? My keyboard Whoa. What kind of car would this keyboard be? <laughs> nice segue. Okay, I found a few live performances of Bitch and Camaro since 2016, mm-hmm. and I think this is just what they do now. Oh, really? Curveball, they're going to do Little Red Corvette. That, I saw when they said Little Red Corvette, yeah. so I was like, oh my god. They, yeah, they, they, uh, this is the Dead Milkman doing Little I, Red Corvette. I can't wait to hear this. I don't know if you're going to hate it or love it as a good tribute. All right, well, here, I'm in, this is going to be... Oh, no, I like it. Okay. No, no, no. I mean, it's still a little red for It's still a really good bet. I, I, w- I wonder if the audience knew that Little Red Corvette was coming or they felt Bitching Camaro was coming. For the most part, unless they'd seen them within the past few months after Prince died, they thought Bitching Camaro oh, was okay. Coming. Well, that's a good surprise then. That's really awesome. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, every live on YouTube like this that I found of them doing this, mm-hmm. you know... They throw the curveball where he says Little Red Corvette and the audience is like, they're ready to mosh. Yeah. And they go into Little Red Corvette and then they actually start playing the song and everyone loves it Yay. and sings along. Because nobody doesn't like Prince. Well, how can you not, especially this song? Yeah. One of the grossest lyrics of all <laughs> Yes. No, I like it because they're keeping it generally to the... Faithful yeah. to it. It's a tribute. They're yeah. not goofing around. They're not goofing around. They're not speeding it up. Right. You know, they're not. They're not doing a punk version of no, it. No, exactly. Yeah. They're like, they're doing a faithful version, which makes it punk. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you can't sing it, but that's okay. You just have to sing it. <laughs> I like how he said that. I wonder if there are any words in the song that, that we could hear the Philly accent on. Worry. Water. I like I like how they're using the keyboard in this very much. Yeah. Now they're a three person band? Uh four. Four, okay. Yeah. Wait, and who killed themselves? The original bass player. The original bass player, yeah. okay. Oh, come on now. Yeah. Sure, just, you know, pay some tribute. You're not going to be killing it like Rick, but that's still good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the game. Nobody likes yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just talk it. Just talk because you're not going to be able to sing it. He's the one who sings punk rock. Oh, oh, the, oh okay. Robbie sings Bitch and Kamara. Okay. Rodney's, he's, Rodney's the frontman. He sings most of the songs. Okay. But Joe does a couple of them, but he's the one who sings punk rock. Okay. <laughs> the 
also one of the best well, pop you, songs of all time. You can also you get the, the crowd's totally singing along. Oh which yeah, it's awesome. Nobody doesn't know the song. Nobody doesn't like the yeah. song. Yeah, there's no one there with arms crossed. Going, this is. I wanted to march to Bitch and Camara. It's like Bitch no, and Camara. It's the right thing. Even the punks know it. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they're not prick teasers. <laughs> See, they got everything they wanted. Yeah, yeah. I think that also helps with the goodwill because I don't think anyone in the crowd is like, "Oh, they're not going to play." Of course they're going to play. Come on, guys, of course they. Are. Everyone knows the words, but they've been doing this song at every show since 1983. Wow. So maybe they want to mix yeah. it up with a Prince tribute yeah. and let them. So the original Bitchin' Camaro was literally that short? Well, except for all the... Yeah, yeah. not counting the yeah. talking. But it's just... I mean, everyone, it's, everyone's just right in there. That's it. That's the whole thing. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. I love, that, I love that they do that. That is very cool. And they don't just do like a verse of Little Red Corvette or like, haha, we made a joke. And then they do like a couple lines. They do the whole song. Yeah, they yeah. should lean into it and do the whole song. That's yeah. the right move to take. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. So when I discovered this, I was like, I'm glad I saw them. But now <laughs> I got to see them again because I want to see them do Little Wow, Red you'd Corvette. see them again live. Yeah, I saw them uh, 2015. So so if they came down that, you'd be like, I'm going to make a make a move. Dude, yeah. It was such a good show. First of all, it was the, it was the first time and still only time I ever went to the Troubadour. Which is a legendary venue. Yes, it is. And when it's like an older punk band like this, the only show I've seen that rivals it was good in the exact same way, which is when I saw the Violent Femmes on my 20th birthday in 2002. Because there are guys in their 50s who have been fans of the Dead Milkmen since their first album came out, Mm -hmm. and there are teens. And people of every age in between, because every generation rediscovers both of those bands. Yeah. So it's a hugely diverse crowd, and I just I remember at the Dead Milkman show, like there was totally a mosh pit like right in front of the stage, mm-hmm. and then there was like a circle around the mosh pit of like fifty something dudes, <laughs> yeah, just sort of like nodded like, yeah, like, these kids are still keeping it real. I'm not gonna get in there, no, 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 no. but hell I got yeah. a bum knee, hell yeah, not gonna risk it. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Nice. They're just a, they're just the most fun in the world. That it's day. more fun than I thought their name would be. Yeah, uh, and they're extremely Philadelphia. Yeah. Okay, very... Uh, introduce your next clip, because <laughs> I have a lot to say. All right, hooray. Hooray. medium about to say. All right. Uh, the next clip is from uh, Philadelphia's own G-Love and Special Sauce. Yeah. Their big hit, Cold Beverage. Didn't know they were from Philadelphia. I, a, I fucking love this song. I, I love this album. I, I know it's weird. Okay. I hate this band. I can, I can, I figured you would. I hate G Love. I figured you would like this song a lot. Yeah, for partly because I like it, and partly because of nostalgia. Yeah. Uh, what is your memory of this? My memory song? of this, this is ninety four that it came out. Yeah, like from, the, from his first album. From his first album, and I think I just remember seeing this not even on MTV. It was the video service the box? 
Okay, yeah. Which you just randomly had, and they played a lot of random shit. Yeah. Is that the one where you would, like, pay to request songs? I think you, yeah, you got it for free, but if you wanted to request, you paid or something. Yeah. So they played a bunch of, like, random shit, and they played this, and I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Um, and then I went to, uh, in Chicago, I went to the record store where they had, you know, listening stations, and they just happened to have his album. Yeah. And I put it on, and I was like, this is a great album. I love this whole album. It's, uh, it's easier to tolerate a 22-year-old white boy who's like, I'm a rapper and a blues musician. Yes, exactly. And, like, sort of putting on that persona. Yeah. When you are also in your early 20s, oh, yeah. and like, that's cool. Yes. Absolutely. It's, it's a lot harder to take the older you get. I can understand that. I think he, I think he's I don't really care about his rapping, yeah. but I just like this blend. I don't really like the blues, yeah. but it funks it up a bit. That I'm like, oh, this is cool, yeah. And it's just a silly song that you can sing along to the whole lyrics. Which cold, I like. Yes, I, I like cold beverage. Yeah, I love the sentiment, and to this day, like I like a cold beverage too. And often when I get a can of. LaCroix or something yeah. out of the fridge at work this song will play yeah. in my head as well it should yeah this they is... use it for beer commercials of course oh, at yes. a certain point point. and then they have this part which is the part I always like yeah. stick it in the fridge stick it in the fridge yeah. stick it in the fridge yeah and the whole album I really enjoy the other reason why I like him is because on this album he's got a song uh, called Shooting Hoops which is about basketball <laughs> a light cold beverage not a double entendre or anything it's no. just He's like, I like shooting hoops. I, I like, like cold basketball. beverage, yeah, stick it in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> they're shooting hoops, yeah, they're playing basketball. Yeah. That's part of the lyrics. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. There's another song from this album I have a deep connection to. Okay. And I love it slash hate it. Because cold beverage and this other song, my first semester in college, the dude, this guy Josh, who lived in the room next door, and we all hung out in that room because they had a balcony so we could smoke weed on the balcony. There you go, yeah. Josh played this, and especially This Ain't Livin', oh, this over ain't and livin'. over and over again. So, This Ain't Livin', just, I can't hear it and yeah. not flash back to yes. my first semester of college. I'm not a huge This Ain't Livin' fan, Yeah, but uh, they had, had another song that I fucking love called Garbage Man, Yeah, which is a great tune. Uh, I love this album. Never thought to get another G Lovin special sauce album because <laughs> I was like, "This is good. I got it. I'm good." He released a bunch through the nineties. I don't. Bunch. I don't know how active he still is. Uh, I did a little minor deep dive, and he re- they reunited in 2014, and they kind of okay. play around. They, uh, I think, their big moment is they played the alt stage at Woodstock '99. That sounds exactly right. Exactly. Yeah. That sounds very if, on brand. If your name is Garrett. Yeah, and you're a white boy who wants to do like blues inflected alt hip hop, and you call yourself G Love. You could have tried a little harder on that name. <laughs> However, I really like End Special Sauce. End Special Sauce is what sells. That's it. an awesome yes. band name. That yes. is what sells it. G, if he was just G Love, I'd be like, eh. but G yes. Love and Special yes. Sauce is cool. If he was just like this guy G Love, be like, fuck you. But the G Love and Special Sauce makes it great. Yeah. G Love reminds me of uh, there's that movie Malibu's Most Wanted, oh God, where Jamie, Jamie Kennedy, Kennedy plays a, a kid named Brad who goes by B Rad. Yes, that's what G Love says. But with like. the special sauce, it makes the it spe- okay. Yeah, it works. I did um, know a guy. I had a neighbor when I first moved to LA. And I lived in the West Hollywood area. Yeah. My neighbor was from Philly, and he knew G Love. Oh, personally, personally, yeah. 
and I hated this guy. I hated my neighbor. And I was like, oh, man. But I like G-Love. Yeah, I would imagine that the person who G-Love is, he's either, he's like one extreme or the other. He's either like real cool to hang out with or just totally insufferable. Yeah, he's one of the Especially when he was 22 in 1994 doing this. I bet you now because he's... Probably mellowed out quite a bit. Probably mellowed out. And I bet you he's kind of like a a Philly stalwart. Have you ever been to Philly? No, I've never been to Philly. Yeah, no. Um, and so I imagine that if you're in the Philly area, he's like, oh, yeah, and you're, you're that could our be, age, that could be. he might be like the solid. But I feel like he wouldn't have a career if Beck hadn't come along first. You know what I, I mean? That's a fair assessment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a definitely fair assessment. Not that he sounds like Beck, but it's sort of that thing. Beck like, liked to pave the Alternative way. hip-hop yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Beck went, it's okay to have this style of yeah. music, so go ahead, G-Love. And right, but Beck is a genius, yeah. and G-Love is just... he's. I, just say he's not a genius isn't shade. No. He but he can yeah. he can he can yeah. jam in his milieu. But I like cold beverage. The cold song beverage. and the sentiment. Yes. I, I like cold beverage. Stick yeah. it in the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about doo wop. Yeah. There's a lot of good doo wop and early rock and roll. Yes. From Philadelphia. I think largely because of American bandstand. Like mm-hmm. it behooved them to promote local acts. Yeah. Chubby Checker is one. Oh yeah, he's he, from Philly. He's from Philly. Yeah. Uh, and I, you know, he was on American Bandstand a lot back then. Mm-hmm. And the twist was such a big hit that he got his own movie called "Don't Knock the Twist" in 1962. Vaguely know that. Yeah. So we're gonna watch a clip from "Don't Knock the Twist." It's not Chubby Checker performing, although he will introduce the band. We're gonna watch. This is a song that I don't remember when I first got into it, mm-hmm. but I definitely remember putting it on a lot of mix CDs in college. Really? And I think it was just a matter of. I heard it on Oldies Radio, and it just connected with me, and I was like, this song is sort of weird, and I just like the vibe of it. Mm -hmm. And I I would put it on mix CDs for friends, and some of my friends were like, what the hell (laughs) is this? But some of them also got it, Mm -hmm. and they were like, I love this song. This is great. I I don't know if I know this. This is called The Bristol Stomp. I know this name, but I don't know if I know the song. Yeah, the band is The Dovells. That I don't know, but this sounds like I should know the Bristol Stomp. And Bristol is a suburb of Philly. Yes. Yeah. So this is the Dovells doing the Bristol Stomp on Don't Knock the Twist. Now, the Dazzling Dovells! Now, now, what's going on in this What's going on in this clip? Yeah. There's so many fucking guys in this band. Well, the Dovells are just like five. They're sort of an acapella group, and I think the backing band is there for oh, color for okay. the movie. They're clapping way off the beat. Well, I mean, yeah. However, the the song that we're going to hear is just the studio recorded version, and the claps are not. So I think that oh. just the editor of this movie did not sync up oh. somehow the clapping. Like... Or they're just performing to <clears throat> to the music playing. Interesting. They're not doing it live. Yeah. But that clapping is live. So the clapping's live, but the, <coughs> the song is not. Right. Okay. Which is why it's like distractingly off the beat. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, my God. I know the song. Yeah, it's, a, yes. it's the oldie class. Yes. This is... This is the music that my stepfather loves. 
Yeah, that was yeah. that. But he loves this stuff. Yeah. I'm going to bring it up to him when I talk to him this weekend. This was a number two hit in 1961. So, this is going way, way back. Way back. This kind of shit, you know what I mean? Like this is the I thing. Yeah. When I was a kid, I was like, "Yeah, this is oldies music. This is old man music." But now that I'm becoming an old man, I'm like, oh, "This is cool on its own merit. It's snappy. Yeah, it's peppy." <laughs> oh my god, these guys! That was a good twist. That, that was, was not a bad twist. Sure. Some early, like basic, basic moves. Like I mean, choreography. Yeah, I mean, there. they're not new additions, but who is? <laughs> And look, there's something to be said for putting on a fucking suit and tie when you're going to get on stage and entertain right. people. You're showing some goddamn respect That's to right. the audience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn. Okay. Like, look, obviously I love punk, and I like when dudes look like slobs on stage. That's cool. Yeah. But you know what? Wearing a suit and having your hair done and looking sharp yeah. looks good. Yeah. These guys look good. You, they're selling their product. Handsome young men, and they yeah. look sharp. I'm sure they're very nice to their mothers. And the audience is sitting very politely. And they are very old. That audience is way older than the, yeah. the, the band is and that the kids that like this music. I don't know what the plot of Don't Knock the Twist is, where what the context is for them performing yeah. this for this audience. And it's a Chevy Checker movie? Yeah, I don't even know if there's a plot at all or if it's just like the Tammy show where it's just, it was a theatrically released movie, but it's just... Like an extended yeah. episode of Shindig where yeah. they're performing, you know. I mean, there's some just old guys in that audience. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at that. They're walking it off the yeah, stage. Yeah. That's... This I love just, that. This just always makes me think because of the age that I am of, like, those PBS specials in the 90s where they would have reunions of all the old two-off <laughs> yeah, bands yes. and... Yeah. Just a lot, like, you want to talk about Moldy in the audience, it became like the Lawrence Welk show. I mean, give it 15 years and it'll be Jodeci on these PBS shows. Yeah, exactly. And you can find a clip of the of the Dovells doing the Bristol Stomp in, like, the mid-90s for one of those shows. Ah, that's great. And it's great. I love that. That's I love a good song. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but that's that's very Philadelphia. Very And that's so. it's about a Philly suburb. Yes. And it's a song that I've loved for years for some reason it might have even been in high school where I don't even remember the exact circumstance where mm-hmm. I locked onto that song you just found it and you're like oh this is in my brain now yeah. and, and I would just play it all the time during, in college that's so funny not like I didn't get into doo-wop just that song just that song and yeah. it wasn't ironic it was like legit no I yeah. legitimately yeah. love that song and like I will car dance to that song like I'll, <laughs> I'll snap along at a red light I'll play it you know yes I know all the words and I'm sharp as a pistol when I do the Bristol stuff. Yes, you are. Um, all right. Introduce your next clip. Oh, up next. This, shockingly, was the first song I chose once I found out we were doing Philly. Well, it's a Stone Cold classic. Yes, yeah, Stone yeah. Cold classic. This is McFadden and Whitehead's Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, you know because you've seen Boogie Nights. Yeah, and you've been to a wedding. You've been to a wedding. Or, or just any party. <laughs> yep, you've rolled, yeah. been roller skating. Sure, yes. Yep, yeah. yep. yep. And you've done it. Yeah. And I didn't know there was an actual video for this song. So I, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. It's one of those songs like We Are Family <clears throat> or uh, mm-hmm. or what's the George Benson stuff? Uh, uh, Give Me the Night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, where it's just good good vibes. Good. Just pure good vibes. Good vibe music. Yeah. Oh, and that yeah. Philly soul sound. Man. So deep. So deep. That's so good. And they used it to such great effect in Boogie Nights. Yeah, well, every song in that movie every song did perfectly. Yes. But this is great. So, McFadden and Whitehead are two guys yeah. 
this was their big hit. They never had another really big hit, but they weren't really um, performers and musicians. They were writers. Oh, okay. They were part of that Philly Soul International recording company. Yeah. They did stuff. Uh, they wrote for Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Sure. Uh, a lot of Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. <coughs> and I think they wrote for years. And I, in my mind, they were just like, we can do a song. Yeah. Let's just do a song. And my bet is that they wrote this and like, we should do this for ourselves. Yeah. And they did. And it's a stone so, so, Sometimes that happens and you end up with the land of the good groove. <laughs> <laughs> and other times you end up with Ain't No Stopping Us Now. Yeah. So. so you gotta try. Producers, chase your hubris to the end, but know that it may not always be It may be bite as good you as in this. the ass yeah. like it did with Niall. Well, it's not like that ended his career no. or anything. But. Well, it just certainly didn't make him a solo artist ever. Um... And these guys are great because, like, I've seen them, like, on Soul Train and stuff like this. Yeah. And they're always, like, one's always in the front, one's in the back. They're, like, not really together doing it. Yeah. Because they're not really performers. But they're But energetic. they've got a lot of, yes, they're cheesing, they're having yes. fun. Yep. Yeah. So they had a They're really not standing like, up there like a couple of steps. They're yes. having, having a good time. But it's sort of like... You know, watching your dad dance at a yeah, wedding or something. It's like your dad and your uncle are like, we, we got this thing we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, they are really good, yeah. but it's still my cheesy dad. Yes. Yeah. It's They're not really doing it together, yeah. but it's fun. Like, there's no choreography. They're dancing, but it's not organized. No, it's not organized They're at just, all. Yeah. They could be on separate stages. Right. You know? It's freestyling it, baby. Yeah. And it's, it's great. This song is always on, even on radio to this day. It's yeah. still played to this day. Yeah. And it's I mean, the Dead Milkman could do it. No one in the audience would mind because <laughs> yeah. they go, "Oh shit!" Yeah. Especially if they played it in Philly, I bet they'd be uh, mm-hmm. down with it. This I, I don't know who's McFadden, who's Whitehead, yeah. but the lead singer just did the line about negative vibe and did a thumbs down. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "God bless you." He is getting into it for a quote-unquote oh. non-performer. Yes, he's feeling himself in this video. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it feels like. They were like, this This is the one shot. We're going to just, we're going to work the fuck out yeah. of this. Is this from some TV show or is this just a music video? This is just a music video oh, yeah. before there were music videos. Right, right, right. Yeah. That's why I'd never seen it before. But can you imagine, like, being in a bad mood when you're hearing this song? Yeah, no, you can't. Yeah, yeah. This is like, and this is what the music, this is what I found a lot with Philly music. Yeah. Especially with, well, with what I picked, I should say, is that it's all that like a lot of it is feel good music. Yeah, you know, even G Love, which is a little different, it's still a good feel good song. You're like, ah, it's a peppy song, which is ironic because Philadelphians are not known for their great no. attitudes. They're fucking harsh. They hate a lot. And I say that as a New Englander, and I'm not reading yeah, them New Englanders are fucking awful. Yeah. Well, we don't imagine. throw batteries at Santa Claus. But, no, but yeah. it is. Uh, it's way way uh, fun to see a happy group from Philly. Yeah. Particularly because, yeah, like they're, like, having seen a lot of their sports fans, they're fucking miserable until the Eagles won the fucking Super Bowl. It's an East Coast, it's an East Coast attitude. It is a weird East Coast thing. We live a hard scrabble life on the East Coast, all right? You know, it's a little harder than LA. Makes us us a little, uh, makes us a little tough. Makes you a little persnickety. Yeah, yeah. That cut off a little suddenly at the end. I didn't well, cut it off. That's all right. Later. We but, got it. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it did end. Yes. Uh, so let's move on to a clip of mine. I. This is a much newer song. 
know of this band. Yeah, this is a new Love band. the name of this band. I don't love the name of this band. Never heard one song from them. It's the, I think the name is a little more pretentious than the music is, and it made me avoid them for longer than I should Interesting. Yeah. See, now, having never heard the music, I'm kind of like, I don't care what the music is. I like the name. I'll tell you before I start it, a lot of times they get compared to, and this song especially gets compared to, Classic Springsteen. Ooh, I don't like that. Uh, but I think that's mainly because of the glockenspiel. <laughs> Which sounds cornier than it is. Yes. Now, I, this was my number one most listened to song on Spotify last year. Oh, wow. I don't even know how many hundreds of times I listened to this Is this song. from... Two, so this is 2018? This is from 20... The song is from 2017. Oh, okay. Their, al- their most recent album. It came out in 2017. Okay. It's also a really good video. That the actress Kristen Ritter came up with the idea for. Is she in it? No, but she's dating the the Adam Grandusio. Okay. Oh, we haven't said what this is, by the way. This is the band The War on Drugs. I love Kristen Ritter. Me too. She's so great. She's very pretty. Oh, she's such she's a very good talented. Yes. And she's the War on Drugs is essentially Adam Grandusio. Like he writes the songs and is the front man and uh, mm-hmm. and he's dating Kristen Ritter. Okay. They've been together for a while. And I saw him at the supermarket last week. <laughs> Did you say, hey, dude, big guy. I, you you know living in L.A., like, he, here more than anywhere else, like, you don't bother celebrities. No, this it's is, the thing you don't do. This is their home. Yep. You know, you see them at the supermarket. They're just shopping just like you. You yep. don't talk to them. You don't bother them. Yeah. Even, even in other contexts where maybe you see them out at a – like, you just don't bother the yes. celebrities. And I've only spoken to – like two people, I saw Paul Greenberg, who's a, a comedy oh, writer. Yeah. Okay, another from. Uh, sorry to go off on a tangent. Yeah. But I saw him years ago. Told him how much I liked the sketch comedy show from the '90s he was in. And then I saw Eben Schleder, who's, oh, who's a yeah. musician who works with a lot of comedians. Yeah. I, I saw him at Baja Fresh once across the street from where we used to work. Yeah. Having lunch when I was having lunch, and I just told him I really like your music. You know, I just stopped on my way out. I was like, I that's like, great. you're great. And, you know, just give him, you know, give him the he was like, oh, and thanks. And then I left. That's exactly it. what you did. Right. I did that twice. Once with William Finkner. Okay, sure. And he was in the post office. Yeah. I was in the post office. We were passing ways. And I was like, by the way, you're great. And he's in front of me. He's like, thank you very much. Yeah. And then I went up to Joe Montaigne and shook his hand mm. at an Italian food festival. Okay, yeah, sure. If I saw Joe Montaigne at an Italian yes. food festival, I was like, in this context, I'm yes. going to say something. Yes, he was, I'm Italian. You, he's yes. Italian. We're at an Italian thing. He was I'll say drinking a glass of wine, smoking yeah. a cigarette. I just said, you're wonderful, Mr. Montaigne, and walked yeah. away. And that was it. Now, all that said, yes. I really wanted to tell Adam Valdusio <laughs> how much I love this song yeah. and this video. But and I would have even yeah. at the supermarket, yeah. I would have stopped him and said it. I think it would have been fine. But I was already standing in a checkout line. Yeah, and then he got into another checkout line. You can't do it. And I was like, I'm not going to get out of my nope. checkout line and then get into his you line. That's too it. conspicuous. Yeah, and that would be creepy. Yeah. So I just covertly texted my brother who loves this band and yeah. it's one of the only things we agree on. I was like, I'm at the supermarket with the dude from the War on Drugs right now. <laughs> And he was like, that's cool. I'm surprised you like them. And I was like, I, it makes sense that you're surprised because you like them and we never like the same things. Anyway, uh, this is a, a video starring Frankie Faison from, okay. uh, from uh, The Wire and yeah. many other things. 
This will be the first time I've ever heard the war on drugs. And it has a definite narrative, this video, but also leaves a lot open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. So, it's a man in his 60s waking up in the morning and doing his morning routine. Not very happy about it. Taking his pills, boiling some coffee by himself. Lonely, sad. It looks a lot like my life, except I'm <laughs> half that age. And, and you don't have a horse. And then he sees... He doesn't either, but oh. he sees a white horse in his front yard. Okay. Did that glockenspiel? Oh, yeah. Does sound like Born to Run Arab Springsteen? Oh, I right guess now? so. Luckily, this doesn't sound too Springsteen. Yeah. Okay. And he just starts walking down the road. They're very, um... That's what I'm looking for. It's not what I thought they would be. I thought they'd be a little harder. Or like more indie rock? Yes. Yeah. This is a little more like ethereal and atmospheric. Not yeah. in a bad way. Yeah. It's not your type of music, but I don't think you no, you'll it's hate exactly. it. It's yeah. not my type of music, but I'm not like, oh boy. No, not at all. This song makes me really emotional for reasons I don't fully understand it's, other than it's... No, 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 no. You're right. It's that It's that synth sound that I don't know what's it, what it's This could doing. have been a song from the 80s. Like yeah. 80s rock. This could but... be This could be from a Japanese movie. Yeah. And then the old man, he just kind of goes into town and starts talking to people. And you get the sense that, like, they haven't seen him around in a while, but everyone knows him. Oh, look at that. They're like, where have yeah. you been? Goes to a diner. No, this, this, this does, it can bring up emotions. There's, yeah, there's, yeah. There's something about the sound. And if, for me, it's like that synth sound. Yep. I, he's just a great songwriter. I think. Now they're going to go play pool. He goes to the pool hall. Sees all his, his old buddies. And I mean, like, you don't know what their relationships are. They might have been friends of his for years. Yeah. Like, maybe they're his high school buddies. Or they're just guys from around town. But I mean, if this is like... This is what his life is in retirement. Yeah. I'm like, I hope I have that. Like, going out. Yeah, but I, I think people. the story is, like, he hasn't been going out. Like, he's been depressed at home. And, and there was something up. about that white horse was... So it was like, I need to do something. Yeah, and, and that's I why everyone... I get the feeling everyone's like, hey, like, where you been? That type yes. of thing. They but that's even him. better, because it's like him... It's like reminding him that, oh, no, I do have value. Yeah. I do belong somewhere. Yeah. But like I said, that those details are open to your interpretation. That's Well, that's my interpretation. My interpretation's right. Yeah. Now, this is Adam Granducio. This is the guy from The War on Drugs. Is that the lead singer who wrote this? <laughs> yes, yeah. Driving by in his pickup truck, and he picks up the guy, and then they're driving somewhere. And he's dating Kristen Ritter? Yes. Is he way older? No. Okay. He's a hair. I would say he's maybe like 40. Oh, okay, okay. We're in his 40s. 
He's got a Polaroid camera, which ah, is cool. very retro. Yeah. Yeah, the the music fits the video in that kind of like wistful, wistful, but soaring. Yes, like this like, is an anthem song, but yeah. you know you can play this in an arena. But, but there is some sort of kind of life affirming feel to it. Yeah, and that's just the video. Also, I want that shirt that Frankie Faison's wearing. That is a good shirt. Genius, good looking, weathered in flannel. Yeah. Now they're walking out to this. Gazebo? Gazebo in the middle of a field. And the old man wants to pose for a picture in front of it. Frankie Faison's so good in this. He's got the most likable face. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, did they... You know, there's, there's a lot of... You don't hear any dialogue, but yeah. there's a lot of people speaking to each other. And yes. I wonder if they wrote a script... For the actors to act that would be or if it was all improv. I feel like, oh god, it could go either way. You yeah. don't know. But good job, Christian Ritter. Yeah. Coming up with this idea. And then it fades back. He's back home, back in bed. Uh-huh. And you're going to get sort of the punchline here. There was a picture on his bedside table when he got up in the morning. They didn't focus in on it, but yeah, a young, oh, a younger black man yes. with the young woman in front of that same gazebo. Yeah, the implication being it's him and a probably his late wife. wife. Yep, yeah, which is maybe why he's been. And now there's two horses. And then, it, then it cuts to just some footage of two white horses in a field. Wow. So I mean, I guess the story is. He's a widower. Yeah. Probably recently. Yeah. Because everyone in town still knows him and they're not like desperately worried about him. Yes. But clearly he's been sort of just sad at home alone. And not around and keeping himself. Yeah. This is a nice video. Much. uh, um, That's that's, that's too much. Much better than I thought. I think it's a beautiful video. Yeah. That's a great video. Yeah. And I really love that song. Especially with like, they just don't make videos like that anymore. They don't make songs like that anymore. No, they do not. Yeah. At all. Yeah. The song's a bit of a throwback, but in a really good way. Yeah. And not being like a cheesy, like, you know, I'm going to do an 80s pastiche. Yeah, it's not a a ripoff of like, look at me, wink, wink, 80s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and the war on drugs are from Philadelphia. (laughs) In case you you didn't know. Yeah, that's why it's on FYI. Yeah. But I had to put that in yeah. because uh, I just love that video. That's no, that's a, that's a good video. It's a good poll. All right. Introduce your next clip. The next one is I've been wanting to put this band on for the longest time. What band is this? This band is Maze featuring Frank, Frankie Beverly. I have no familiarity with this. Maze, Maze M-A-Z-E. M-A-Z-E. Yeah. Featuring Frankie Beverly. That's Not how M-A-I-Z-E. M-A-I-Z-E. <laughs> this is the corn. Yeah. Uh, no, it's always been that. And um, technically, well, they started out in Philly in like 1970. And then like a year or two later, they moved to San Francisco. Okay. But since they started in Philly, I'm kind of this is my band. And they are the, they are like Earth, Wind & Fire, but maybe a little less funk-based and a little more smooth. Okay. And they are, to me, one of the... Which new, is basically the Philly sounds. Yes. Yeah. 
And this is my favorite song by them called One. They've had a bunch of hits, which I'll, I'll get into. Uh-huh. But this is the definition for me of like, well, like with Earth, Wind, and Fire, which I like so much, of a joyful noise. Okay. Where you're just like, ah, oh, it's okay. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, Maze always makes me feel really good. Okay. I don't know Maze, but I'm curious. Maze with fe- featuring Frankie Beverly. Oh, this is a live performance. This is a live performance. And they're still around. They're still kicking it. Do you know when this performance is from and I, when the song was originally released? The song was originally in the early 80s. Okay. So this is probably 10 to 15 years later. Yeah, this looks oh, like it's the 90s. Yeah. And just look at the crowd. The crowd is like, yeah. yeah. They, yeah, right there. Uh-huh. They're yeah. just like, we know this song. Yep. This is our song. Just happy. Yeah. And um, they got discovered by Marvin Gaye. Oh, okay. Marvin Gaye found them in San Francisco. I think they were originally called either like, not Raw Deal, Raw Soul, something like that. Something, Raw something. And uh, Marvin's like, great group, change the name. <laughs> so they became Maze featuring Frankie Beverly. Yeah. And he, they became the opening act for Marvin Gaye. And then they got their own deals and stuff. Um, I'm going to let this kick in for a bit. Makes me happy. Yeah. Um, so they have uh, their hits are like they have a hit before I let go, before I let go, uh, while I'm alone, golden time of day, back in stride again. But the song that you will know is Joy and Pain. Oh, because of uh, 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 sure. Rob Bass and DJs at Rock. Yeah, they yeah, took yeah. that hook. Uh, the original. Um, Joy and Pain is a slow song. Yeah. But Joy and Pain, Sunshine and Rain is from the song, and they took that and made it a rap song. Got it. That's, got it, got it, got that's it. That's Maze. Yep. Yeah. So this is great, like, Sunday morning, yes. Sunday afternoon music. Literally on the tip yeah. of my tongue, yeah. Sunday morning music. Yeah. I play this album all the time. Yeah. Cooking brunch. Yep. Just hanging out. Things are yep. okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, Frankie Beverly's always been the league singer, always wears a hat. It's always, always a baseball a, cap? Always a baseball cap. Always a white baseball cap. I don't think I've ever seen him without it. <laughs> Here's what I like about the bass player. I like a bass player who coordinates the color of his outfit <laughs> to the color of his yep. bass, especially when that color is red. Yep. It's a bold choice. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to yeah. stand out. I'm the bass player. I need something. Also, he's playing a Music Man Stingray, by the way. Oh, look at nice pull Paul. Look at that. Look at that distinctive egg-shaped pit guard and the candy bar humbucking pickups at the bridge. <laughs> Unmistakably a stingray, man. Nice. Um, yeah, so Fred, he's always sounded like this. That kind of like gravelly, <clears throat> Teddy Pendergrass, a little bit of song. Yeah. Also um, from Philadelphia. Yes. And you mentioned how, how one of those luminaries like at the t- tippity top, top five, possibly top three Philly groups yes. and artists, but... It's not like we don't know that they're a Philly yes. band, but yes. we have to pick. Yeah, and we don't want to go for all the most obvious yes. ones. So, yeah, yeah. so there's not a lot of video of her on other than that. So yeah. like, and we've, we've talked about Teddy before. Yes, yeah. Yeah. about Teddy. Um, but I'm, I, I went, Maze is very big in the uh, in the RV community. Yeah. And I always wish they crossed over like Earth, Wind, and Fire or Pull My Damn Kids. Yeah. But they, and I think part of it was they're not necessarily a huge party band. 
Sure. They were yeah, not. They didn't have a September really, or a ladies' night or celebration. It yeah. was all around this kind of vibe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm ashamed that there's lots of bands who I'm not over familiar with, but I know I've heard of them and I yeah. know the names of their hits, but I've never even heard of them. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's except for. Joy Pay. Joy Pay. Yeah. Yeah. Which was their, like, when they when that came out, they were like, yeah, that's us. Yeah. Uh, they got paid for it. So, and it's always been this big band. Obviously, they've got younger guys coming in and out and stuff. Yeah. But it's always been this huge, big R&D band. Just guys who know their chops. But, uh, yeah, I have all this stuff on vinyl. I played a lot. And all yeah. their stuff? How many albums is that? Five? Okay. Seven? No, I have five. And there are seven. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, they haven't recorded in a while, but they're like the guys who just continue to tour. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can see, like, why Marvin Gaye liked them. Yeah, maybe they'll come around and play the forum or something like this. And uh, hey, well, go see yeah, them. it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, they're all rare. I mean, he's way old. But he's always looked like this. Yeah. He's well, this, this is... this. Footage is probably 20, yeah. 25 years yeah, old. Yeah, I think maybe. this is in the 90s, yeah. And uh, he's already got gray in his beard, yeah. so he's probably in his 70s now. Yeah, but he's still, still going strong. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I was, I've been wanting to play them forever. I didn't know they were originally from Philly. Yeah. So when I, I, when I was going through, I was like, oh, they're from Philly. I'm going to put it in. I'm going to put it in. And this is soul music from Philly, but I wouldn't say this counts as Philly soul. If that's a yes. particular sound and not just any yes. soul music from Philly. It's a different sound than, yeah. say, McFadden and Whitehead. And, yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely. R&B, but this doesn't sound like that Philly soul sound. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I don't have the language, the, the musical language, to describe what makes Philly soul, distinctively Philly no, soul. But it's, but it's definitely a certain vibe to but it. But we feel it in our hearts. And in our souls. <laughs> well done. I'll show myself. Well done. No, you stay right there and sit in that. I don't think we can talk about Philadelphia without talking about Will Smith. I thought we could, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you and I are on record as not being huge fans of him as a rapper. No, love him as an actor. Love him. Yeah, so we're not going to actually talk about yeah. his music. This is just a cool thing I found. And it's on his own YouTube channel, so it's a little self-aggrandizing, but... Um, yeah. An artist painted a big-ass mural of Will Smith on the side of a building in West Philly, where he's from. Oh. And uh, this is just a video about that. And I thought it was cool because it shows the community of West Philadelphia, where he was born and raised. And uh, and uh, a lot of the people in the community and people, you know, his mom's in the video and people who've oh, known nice. him since he was a kid. And they just talk about him and the neighborhood. And I, I knew from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air... Yes. That West Philadelphia was like the the historically black neighborhood in Philadelphia before I knew that South Philly was the Italian neighborhood. Oh wow, that's interesting. Uh, uh, so yeah, this is this is just a clip about West well, Philadelphia. What year, what year was this? This is from last year. Julius oh. Irving, you know, Dr. J. Yeah. Everything in Philly. I guess there was a big mural of Dr. J. Yeah. on the side. Yeah, of he's Philly. a yeah. god there. Remember how inspired it made me to see him on the wall what that did to ignite that that fire and de desire for elevation 
the idea that there would be a mural of me on the side of a school in West Philadelphia just wrecked me. He's from West Philadelphia, born and raised, and now a mural in the neighborhood might hold your gaze. Artist of Richard Wilson. <laughs> what? Stop, guy. Uh, I thought I misheard that, and I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Since you laughed, come on. Come on, newsman. Be better. Come on, he tried. No, you don't need to try. You just need to tell the news. When he called and said that's what he wanted to do, it was just awesome, because it's like, here is my patron saint, right up here watching us school. You know, it's just a, a 65 foot I mean, there's no one bigger on a film. Right. No. Yeah, there's not like a rap scene out of Philly that's huge. He's got to be the, the biggest rapper to come out of Philly. Yeah, biggest thing. I, I mean, who's, who is a bigger star out of Philly? I couldn't even begin to. Richard, you know, up until. Before him, it was Dr. J, but Dr. J is not from Philly. He yeah. Is, he just played for them. And then Will Smith is still one of those famous people in the world. Yeah. yeah. Google Maps. I just typed in West Philly on my laptop and just plus, plus, plus until it, it zoomed in right on, on the map where it says West Philadelphia. And then I turned it to the virtual street view and I'm just driving. I just know West Philly from Summertime. the tallest building yeah. I could find because by that point Which I knew I wanted to do a sing in the chair. Well, that's right. You you never really watched the Fresh Prince, you've said, right? No. Here's a weird thing, though, that I've discovered recently. Yeah. Both my kids know the theme song. It's, I mean... But they don't, they've never seen the show. It's just in the water, it's man. It's like fluoride. Water. Yeah. And I was like, how do you know? She's like, hey, he's... She's, Lily's like, everyone knows it. Yeah. I was, I was like, but you've never seen it. She's like, I, know, <laughs> I, I don't know. know yeah. I don't know how I know some of the things I know from yeah. culture from before I was born. It's crazy. But it just gets... It's just osmosis. It's just there. But the first verse, you know the lyrics, right? It goes... Uh, well, Westville. here's a little story. Yeah, but after that, the, the first verse... Well, the second verse starts... West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground, is where I spent most of my days. Okay, okay, yeah, which is why that the anchor said, the anchor said yeah, but a new mural might hold your gaze. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't. <laughs> I love that's so wild how the artist found the building he was going to paint the mural. Yeah, it's fucking Google. He's obviously from the UK or somewhere. He's like, Yeah, I just went on Google Maps, searched for West Philadelphia, and then zoomed in and then turned on the street view until I found a building that looked big enough. And you're like, that, that'll work. Yeah, we'll and then he that. went there and painted a panel. <laughs> if you're interested in art, you probably see a heavy reference to oh, okay. the Kehinde Wiley portrait of Barack Obama. Now that's a little pretentious. Yeah, a little bit. It's a good mural. But it is, it, the painting is amazing. And it's so fucking big. That's, I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. father and grandmother demanded no less of me than to represent the family every time I stepped out in a way that was helpful to others. Couldn't have done any better. That's his mind. Oh. Thank you. No, I... I oh, it's I, great. I, um, it's perfect. There's nothing that you love. Right. It's just... Oh. To see my oh. mother's face when she looked at the mural, that was, that was profoundly moving... For me. Oh well. Let's get oh, he's cool. getting misty. What about talking to me? Where's, where's Jazzy Jeff? Yeah, they never talk. They didn't bring him up anymore. Where's his mural? No, there, 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 there he is. All right. Stark. He's worked hard, and the city has worked 
call it. Then why did you send him away to live in Bel Air? <laughs> yeah, what's wrong? Why did you do that? When you're in Philadelphia, you see a lot of things in the youth and the neighborhood that not always positive, and I think seeing that will, will motivate you. I mean, there were just thinking that we didn't put really put Will Smith in here, but like. All the other people we didn't put in, like The Roots. I mean, yeah. there's a little bit that I have that coming up, but or Holland Oats. Oh yeah, I, I was really surprised you didn't pick a Holland Oats. I did because I almost. But we've talked about them on the show before, and I was yeah. like, I can't. I, there's other people. I'm sure there are listeners who are going to be angry with people we didn't pick, but we didn't there's pick. always B sides. Yes, we weren't going to put in Boys to Men, guys. <laughs> I mean, I yeah. Again, I really wanted to put a Boys to Men, but we've done a Boys to Men clip yeah, before, so exactly. Boys to Men, Hall and Oates, so Teddy many. Pendergrass, there's yeah, a lot. There's, there's a lot. lot. You don't have to do that. It's so much easier being But yourself. I like that this clip is about the neighborhood. Yeah, you, know? you get a good vibe of what it looked like. You see images like this, it makes you aspire to want to be that person, right? What he's done in his life... Vibrated all your overseas to touch you and touch people yeah. around the world, but this right here will affect people. Yeah. The main thing you did, let me tell you the yeah. main detail. Yeah, you got Will's ears right. Yeah, <laughs> this man was. Yeah, I figured you'd never been to Philly just because Rhode Island and Philly are particularly close to each other. Yeah, and also Rhode Islanders tend not to travel. <laughs> yeah, because we live in a tiny state, everything's centrally located. We don't need to go anywhere. I mean, I've, I've been around Pennsylvania, I've never been to Philly. Yeah. Uh, I do enjoy Philly cheesesteaks. Yeah, I've never had a Philly cheesesteak. I mean, I've had cheese, you know, steak and cheese sandwiches, yes. but I'm not going to call it a Philly cheesesteak. A Philly cheesesteak cheese is, uh, is the chopped meat, and it's che- I think it's cheese whiz. I've yeah. never had that. So yeah. I'm You've got to have a, the, the sauce. The I've, done the, yeah. I've done the stupid LA version of I'm going to have chicken and put provolone on it. Yeah, well, I, there are some, uh, you know, there are people from Philly who are like, the whole the whiz and the two yeah. you know the two warring restaurants. Yes, I've people, seen that. People really from Philly are like both of those places are bullshit tourist traps. I've heard that. And then everyone's got their own like where you really gotta yes. go is such and such a yes. place. Yeah, I have had Tasty Cake, which is great. It's like pre-packaged yeah. little cakes that yeah. you think would be bullshit. Really have you ever had Wooder Ice? I know what that name is, but I don't know what Wooder, that is. Wooder Ice. What is that? Water ice, but they say one of the Philly accent things is they say water, water is water. Yeah, and water ice is basically just like like a kind of a snow cone. Oh, type okay. Of thing where like shaved ice. Yeah, sort of like yeah. that. But it's like you know how it's slightly different in a way that's hard yeah. to describe. And I don't. I've never had it. I've never, I've never had been that. to Philly, never but I know that that's like a Philadelphia water thing. ice. I like that water ice. Uh, all right. Uh, I okay. As excited as I was in our last episode for Jade, <laughs> yes. I'm twice as excited for... This is one of my all-time favorite songs. Oh, yes! Another one I listened to in college over and over again. I probably put this and Bristol Stomp on the same mix here, at least. <laughs> I just yes. love this song. And I don't know a lot of her other songs, but I oh love my God. this I song. I live for this woman. This yeah. is Jill Scott, yep. um, who uh, I love. And this is the only connection we have. She was discovered by Questlove. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. She started out as a spoken word artist. Ah. And you can. T- and I have all of her albums. Yeah. This I have, song I've, I've is like a poem. Like yes. it, I bet she wrote this as a poem yes. first. A lot of her songs are like that. Yeah. And um, she uh, was spoken word around uh, Philly. Questlove saw her. I was like, you gotta, you gotta record. Yeah. 
And I, yeah, I think she has like five out, five or six albums. I have like four of them. This is her very first album, her very first song called "The Long Walk." Yeah, I'm not going to prove this to you, and, and and you'll never know whether or not I'm lying. Okay, I know every word to the song and could sing along with this whole <laughs> fucking thing right now. Good, I could. I'm not going to. I'm not going to subject anyone to that, but I could. I'm glad that you know it. I mean, it's a oh, love it's such this a song. song. Now, do you know if this video is shot in Philadelphia? I don't know, but I imagine it has to be. That looks like Philly. I feel like she wouldn't do this neighborhoody a music video yeah. without it being her neighborhood. <laughs> and I don't recognize it. I mean, that's obviously not L.A. There's no way that's New York. Yeah. And this is from 2000, 2001? 2000. 99, something like that? Uh, 2000. 2000. I know this because I fell in love with Jill Scott. Hang on a second. Oh, so good. Yeah. Uh, once again, KCRW played her when she wasn't big. Oh. And this specifically, uh, one of my favorite DJs there, Garth Trinidad, had a show, a solo show called Chocolate City. Yeah. And yeah, you talked about that yeah, before. Yeah. And he played Jill Scott. And I was like, what the fuck? Who is this? And, he said, and he'd be like, that was Jill Scott off of her album, Who is Jill Scott? Yeah. <laughs> and the album cover is just her. With, with the hat, hat, yeah, and it was so mysterious. And I was like, "Oh, I'm immediately getting this fucking album." Yeah. But KCRW played Jill Scott incessantly. Yeah. All of her first album a lot, second, third. Um, she has a ton of songs, and I could not figure out which one to put on. This was one of those I kept changing it like three or four times, and I went, "Just go with the first one yeah, that you ever heard." Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so glad I did because you know it, know it, love that. it. Great. And as usual, I have no idea where I first heard this. Yeah. But I do have distinct memories of listening to this a lot in my sophomore year of college dorm room when I had a single on the first floor of my dorm. I just remember being in that room and listening to this and watching the video. Oh, I have no idea where I first was exposed to it. Yeah. At that time, it could have just been like... when, When you were... Uh, you wouldn't remember this, but when you had Napster on a college campus mm-hmm. and everyone's on Napster, but they're all on the same network, mm-hmm. you could look at any other person on campuses, uh, like Play all them. the songs that they have, oh, and sure. download them directly from them. Oh, wow. I did not know that. Yeah, so you could, you know, <laughs> if you, you could just look at the other users and see what they have. And it's very possible that I just wholesale downloaded a bunch of shit and then it just happened to and be just a got it that way oh my god that's what I would suspect happened yeah that sounds have, right. or maybe I don't know she did the Tonight Show or something I don't know but uh when I was 19 I loved that's this song man great yeah, yeah this was like to me my memory is just like being in the, my bathroom of my uh, apartment in West Hollywood cause we would always have Chocolate City on the night while we're getting ready for bed. Yeah. And brushing my teeth, and they were always fucking playing this song. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah. This whole album, her first three albums, I'm in love with. It's they're amazing. I gotta say, as much as I love this song, I never like. Dove went, I never, yeah, I never dove any deeper. Yeah. I, I couldn't name another joke. She's got a bunch off this one. Um, uh, just come across my mind is what's off this. Yeah. I'm uh, sure there's other ones I'd recognize if Golden? I heard them, but. Uh, hate like, on me. She's got a. Uh, they're, they're all good. Yeah. And then she's like, no, she's also like an actress and does a bunch of shit. And she's she's done well for herself. 
but yeah. This was like right around the time where you're like, Lauren Hill had already dropped, Erica Badu had already dropped, and then Jill Scott came in. Like, oh, this is so good, yeah. There's a line where she says, maybe we could smoke some weed. Yes. And they blank it out. In this, oh, this, and like put yes. the radio at it. Yes. And so <clears throat> when I first heard that, I was always like, oh, is she saying some like nasty sexual stuff in that part? And it was yes. just like, oh, yeah, no, she's just saying smoke weed. Smoke weed. Yes. It's so every, lame that they would even. It is lame. And everything edit that she's out. talking about, you're like, God, that'd be great. Yeah. Let's go for a long walk on a Saturday. Yeah. Let's, let's smoke some weed. Yeah. See a movie or see a play. Yes. I'll do that, Jill. I'll yeah, do all I'm that with you. Yeah. I want to hang out with Jill's guy. Oh, my God, yeah. Uh, okay, one clip left. Yes. This is a song that we've had on the show before. And that we had at a, a little a private we, screen. Yes, the uh, the pre-music Ray Gun, the proto-music Ray Gun. Yes. Uh, MTV days you and I would have with Katie Willard when yes. you guys would come over and we'd just watch music videos. Yes, and this was my first experience of this band and this song. And still to this day, I love this song. I know you love this song, and so do I. And that's why I didn't mind having this song on the show no again. it's a good way to end especially because they're a Philly band and this song is so Philly yeah and also you haven't seen this clip before because this is Ween doing Freedom of 76 on 120 Minutes wow. live acoustic 120 Minutes live acoustic oh acoustic yes interesting and will Gene be able to hit those high notes because this whole song he does in that felt yeah. <laughs> excuse me Oh, wow. There's a really high, high note. And does he hit it? Sort of. <laughs> we'll have to see. Uh, but this is really good. I want to mention, uh, before we start it, these are the Philly references in the song okay. that you can listen for. South Street. The Liberty Bell, obviously. Mm-hmm. There's a repeated lyric where he says, Mannequin was filmed at Woolworths. Wait, the movie Mannequin? The movie Mannequin. A fine film. He met, They mentioned Boys to Men. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he goes for that high, high note, what he's saying is Fairmount Park okay. in the summer. Fairmount Park, which is like their central park. Or okay. Their, or their Griffith Park. Their big park in Philly. One interesting note about that, though. Mannequin was not, in fact, filmed at Woolworths. I was going to say. But it was filmed in Philadelphia. I had no idea. At a, uh, a department store called Wanamakers. And I don't know why they couldn't say, Mannequin <laughs> was filmed at Wanamakers. Doesn't fit. Doesn't so, fit the rhyme scheme. So they just change it to Woolworths, I guess? First of all, the fact that he's like, I'm going to fucking reference Mannequin yeah. is genius. Well, we, I know that you don't know their other music. <laughs> yeah. They can be extremely weird. Or what's called in in Ween, because uh, in the glossary of Ween yeah. terms, brown. Wait, is that a thing that Ween people yes, the, say? Yes, the brown sound. Like, that that particular Ween weirdness is brownness. They're, Where did that come from? It's just, it's just they have their own lore, okay. man. They're, wow. they're, they're doing their... I have their, no yeah. idea. And this song is, is maybe one of their least brown songs. <laughs> but the lyrics are still kind of funny. Yeah. But they have some very, very brown... Very brown songs. This is not brown at all. I'm learning something very new here. This is one of their more uh, mainstream. This is a really pretty song, actually. The song's great. And they are musical geniuses. Yeah. Like, they do some really out there shit, but they do a lot of pastiche mm-hmm. and a lot of different genres, and they can do it all, especially Gene. 
and can you, sing in any style. Uh, when you introduced the song to me, I was like, oh, okay. And then I heard it, I was like, oh, fuck yeah. It's yeah, good. you would not have that reaction to all of their <laughs> music, or even much of it. Yes. But, but yeah. I, this, is a, this is a good one. This is a great song. And this song is called Freedom 76. Nice, so far. Good life, man. Yeah. Gene did a thing a year or two ago where he did a whole tour where he only did Billy Joel covers. That's fucking brilliant. It's great. That's fucking brilliant. So, are we still around? Yes, they're back together. They broke up for a little while. Uh-huh. And then Gene released an album under his own name, which is Aaron Freeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now they're, they're touring again as okay. we again. <laughs> Is this he basically he got clean and in his effort to get clean like left the band he's like yeah. I can't be in the band and stay sober okay. so I'm leaving the band but they're back together now okay. which I hope doesn't mean he's relapsed or anything but uh and then is this what they're is this a song they're known for not really okay should be because it's fucking great I mean it was a sing- they, they had a music video for it yeah but the, the, there's the, other, the video yeah. is great there's other songs they're better known for okay yeah. Ocean Man, which they used in a car commercial Bad years ago. Voodoo Lady, which was a kind of a radio okay. hit. Push the Little Daisies. That was on Beavis and Butthead and became sort of a cult hit. Oh, maybe I might know that because I like Beavis and Butthead. This is very 120 minutes. Almost. I mean, it's, it's hard. Yeah, man. I can't come close. Like, I love to sing along to this song, but I can't even. No. It's not like he's really cracking, so yeah. Ah, we got that yeah. one. Yeah, Gene is a musical genius, and Dean is a guitar genius. Okay, he's an amazing guitar player. I mean, there's. It's just a really good song. Yeah. I'll have to make you a playlist of like Ween songs Kirk might like. <laughs> yes. Question mark? Yeah. I want to know where the name Ween comes from. I don't know. They were 16 and just a couple and of like, stoner weirdos. And they're like, Ween. Okay. I had a friend once ask me to make him a Ween playlist to introduce him to the band. I was like, I'll make you two. <laughs> One of, like, the brownest shit, and then one of, like, the most mainstream, like, you know, straight ahead stuff. I love the term brown, and now I'm going to try to use it in my everyday talk. (laughs) Just for a weird... So maybe someone, like, is like, hey, you like ween? I'm like, no. But I now know what it means. I only like the brown shit, man. (laughs) That's what I'm going to say. Yeah, one of the, they have a live album called Paint in the Town Brown. (laughs) I'm going to reference it, man. When I'm going to reference it, it'll look real cool. Yeah. But, uh... I, that's it for our episode. It's not it for Philadelphia. No, People, not even go my look up fun. bands from Philadelphia. There's so many. Treat yourself to a bunch of Philly music. Dive deep. Great music town. Yeah, it really is. And I hope that people from Philadelphia find this episode and uh, appreciate it. They may be angry on who we didn't include. Feel free to be angry at us. But my only defense for us is we know. (laughs) We got it. We only do do 10 clips an episode. We had to pick... You know, we had to pick what we 
Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. But that's it for this episode of Music Raygun. Thank you for listening. Music Raygun is hosted by me, Paul Champanelli. And me, Kirk Pinchon. Our theme song is by Josh McDonald. Our credits music is Raygun by Bad Bad Not Good and Ghostface Killer. If you like the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on your favorite podcast app. It'll help other people find us. And if you know someone who might like Music Raygun, please tell them about it because word of mouth is the best way to share the show. Until next time, see ya! Would you look at that, Philadelphia? Hallelujah. <laughs> looks like the tides turn. Yeah, looks like we got an advantage over you guys, Hondin. What is going on? What the hell is that? My Philly accent. Wow, that's not even close.